Hi, this is Fan Fictional, a podcast about fan fiction. And I'm Anitra, always well 16 on Tumblr and on AO3. And you can also find me on Twitter at all underscore was underscore well underscore 16. And I actually just um, set up a um, coffee account. So like um, buy me a coffee kind of account. So if you want to support this podcast, you can go to my coffee, which is ko-fi.com slash alwaswell16. And that's linked on my Tumblr and Twitter bios as well if you want to check it out. Um, This is episode four, which is kind of a bonus episode. Um, I'm still going to post an episode later in the week on the 28th for um, my monthly um, episode. But um, I've been planning on having some additional episodes and the timing just hasn't worked out for this first one, but it finally did today. So um, today's topic is favorite Larry fix and I have a special guest with me. So um, you want to introduce yourself, please? Hello, I am Lacey, also known as Taggy CB on Tumblr and AO3 and Twitter, which I do not use at all because it scares me a little bit. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. That's, um, that's all I know. <laughs> well, we've been friends for about... I think five years, right? Is that right? Yeah, five years, five and a half maybe now. Oh my God. Yeah, I guess five and a half. Um, we actually came to the One Direction fandom together. So mm-hmm. our our origin stories are very similar. But um, why don't you go ahead? Not everybody knows the story. So um, if you just tell us a little bit about how you got into the fandom and then how you got into reading and writing fanfic. Okay, so if I start to ramble, you're going to have to cut me off. <laughs> okay, so, because it's, it's a long story, but you don't, like, not everybody knows, needs to know every detail. So I'll try to keep it, you know, level. So 2014, August 2014, I believe, um, I was on this parenting forum, forum, um, And I was really not involved in it at all. I just lurked around and read things that other people talked about. And it was very highly not about parenting at all. It was was just a lot of people that just had a lot of time on their hands, me included, because I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, And I, I didn't hold a lot of interest into this parenting forum, but it was something to do when you're bored. So one day... I saw that there was this um, thread and uh, the only thing that attracted me to it was that there was a lot of pages on it, which usually meant that there was some drama going on, which is the only reason I clicked it. Let's be honest. I I I thought, you know, if nothing else, it would give me a couple of hours of entertainment. (laughs) So what it actually was, I don't remember the actual title, but what it actually was, was there was this woman who asked this other woman who was a big One Direction fan, what's up with this whole Larry situation? And instead of giving her like a flip answer or, you know, just like look it up type of situation, she gave a full pages worth of information. Starting from 
post, like a giant master post. Oh yeah. It was like, it was like an essay basically like on what Larry was. And it went right from the beginning, right till up till August, 2014. And it wasn't incredibly biased or anything. It wasn't like trying to lead you in. Like she, I find that she found that she was like, really like, you know, this is what some people believe. And this was what some people don't believe. But by the end of it, I mean, like that was it. It was over like full on hooked on Larry and it just went down after that (laughs) but shortly after that which it felt like a long time but it wasn't very long after that that whole that whole site kind of just went south and we ended up in another place where there was about a hundred of us and we were all fully Larry fans, which we weren't called Larry's then. I remember when the term Larry's turned into a thing. So that's how long we've been in this <laughs> fandom. <laughs> yeah, I kind of that. And that's how we, like you and I really fully became like close friends yeah. is, is in that other place. And yeah. we only talked to like what, five, six people? There's six of us that really only talk to each other anymore, like on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But that's how I started in the Larry fandom. Um, How I started writing fan fiction kind of will be revealed when we talk about our favorite fix, because one of the fix that's on my favorites is one of the reasons I actually said, Hmm, I think I could do that, which I fully could not at that time, <laughs> but it, it, uh, it made me want to do it and it made me persevere into, into writing. And that's here we are. Yeah. Okay. So, um, for this episode, we're going to um, talk about our top 10 Larry fix. So we've each chosen 10 fix. So we're going to talk about 20 different fix. Um, you'll be able to find all the fix that I talk about today linked um, on my Tumblr in my bio under FicRex and you can just scroll down there'll be a um, top 10 link in that post and um, they're also always linked on the Tumblr post for this podcast which is also always linked in my bio and I'll tweet about it too so there'll be lots of places you can find all the fix we talk about today you're highly organized. <laughs> I am not that organized about anything else, but in my life, but very organized about fan fiction. <laughs> um, if you have any ideas for me about what you want to hear in future podcasts, just um, contact me on Tumblr or Twitter. I'm on there way too much, so I'll see it. <laughs> um, okay, so where I thought maybe we should start is with our soulmate fix, if that's okay. Okay, yep. Okay, so let's. I, I kind of, I think I coined this term, actually, yes. um, after I read my soulmate fic. And I don't mean like a soulmate AU. I mean like a fic that feels like it was specifically written for you, even though it wasn't actually written for you. <laughs> um, and then it, it just like blows your mind when you read it. So um, do you want to start or do you want me to go first? Um, I can start. It's fine. Okay. Um, mine was, and maybe you should have started because you, you had yours first and you were like, this, like this fic changed my life. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, sure. <laughs> but then I read mine and I'm like, oh, now I understand. Now I understand what you're talking about. 
So, okay, mine was Take My Breath Away by Reality Better Than Fiction. And it is um, based on, oh, shoot, what's the name of that movie? She's going to kill me. Take My, or Top Gun, Top Gun. Top Gun, yes, Tom Cruise. Top Gun, it's based on the movie Top Gun, which the writer is, let's low-key obsessed with this movie. Um, and she wrote it somewhat loosely, but somewhat accurately based on the movie. Only it is based in, you know, England and it's a British fic and obviously people fall in love in the end and are not male and female, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing that I loved about this fic was um first um the first I first clicked on it and it had a full page of glossary notes like <laughs> the meanings of different term terminology and I'm like yes yes this person understands me <laughs> that's like what first drew me into it but um she's also like an expert at character development um her characters are so well-rounded and um uh, you feel like uh, it sounds it sounds uh, cliche, but like you feel like you're getting to know these people, and you really develop a really strong sense of of um, being protective over them, and also like you want to laugh with them, and you want to you know you want to be their friend, you want to get to know them better, and and she's so good, just like. It's not just the good, like she also is really good at, at, at making them fully rounded out and you can see their flaws and you can understand who they are as people. She's good with all of her fix with that, but with this one, it's amazing. Like I can, <laughs> like I could co- totally describe any of their characters as if they were like people that, you know, live down the road from me. Like they're just, they're, she makes them into real people. And the sor- storyline was so intricate and so well thought out but it wasn't so intricate that you felt like you were getting lost in the details um you like I was in suspense the whole time I was reading because you really didn't know I mean I mean it basically it kind of goes on to the on the movie but you still you had no idea what was happening what was going around the corner and there was always something going on like there was very little filler in this thick, despite the fact that it was a really long thick. Um, and also uh, her love for Niall is just, you know, unprecedented. Like you gotta, you gotta love a woman that loves Niall, right? <laughs> it's, a, it's a Niall thick disguised as a Larry one. I think. That's yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I would, I, yeah, it's, I completely agree because it's it's definitely one of my favorite fix. Like, I would say, like you said, it meet it like definitely follows the Top Gun storyline, but it's like so much more epic than Top Gun ever was. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I had like I hopefully I don't know if it like picked up, but like there was a small technical difficulty when I had to run and let my cat out of the garage. <laughs> 
I just heard nothing. Okay. Good. I was like, oh my God. I can hear my cat meowing. I don't know how we got in the garage, but anyway, sorry. Um, so my soulmate fic is called Just Tell Me the Song and I'll Sing It. And it's by My Own Spark Now. Um, that's her Tumblr URL. And um, her tree is My Own Spark. <clears throat> and it's not rated. It's 39,000 words, and it's a college fic, so like a college AU. Um, And in the fic, Louis is an architecture student, and Harry's a baseball player, and um, they meet in a music appreciation class. Um, So this is just kind of like what's what's going on on the surface here. And they both... um, they both have very different ideas about what they want. Um, Harry like has had this crush on Louis for a while. And so he like really is looking for something with, with Louis. He finally feels like he kind of has a chance with Louis and Louis does not feel that way. He's gone through a breakup and he's actually in his senior year. So he's just looking forward, like wanting to move on from college and isn't really looking for a relationship, but they meet in this music appreciation class and then um, they and Harry finally like Louis' attention basically kind of like worms his way into Louis' life, um, which involves um, this weekly karaoke that Louis does with his friends and Harry starts coming along and they start karaoke and it's just like right here already. This is like my dream fic, like boy band <laughs> songs, a song fic, um, baseball, like it's just so me. Um, and and there's like definitely some angst, but the whole thing ends with like these this really grand romantic gesture that happens and everything. It's just very much all the pieces that would like be something for me. But it's like so much more than that too, um, like the writing itself is just so beautifully crafted. And then somehow, even though it's not just the words, though, it's just how emotional she makes everything. And um, this fic does not have smut. And I remember at the time that I read this, which. This was this fic was anonymous when I read it, and it was um, for the summer exchange in 2016. And at the time, I really thought I had to read fics that had smut, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's all I was interested in were fics with smut. And then this one like blew me away because what I kind of I think thought when I was always looking for fics with smut was I was wanting to see like the intimacy between characters, and this is like the fic that taught me like you don't have to have smut to have that (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and like there's i know you'll remember this there's this part about this wristwatch that i know (laughs) (laughs) oh the watch the watch and like just that moment where like harry is touching his wrist and watch like it's such an intimate moment like it's so much more intimate than most of the smut I've ever read. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I, I was like reading it in the middle of the night. And I texted you like a million times. 
<laughs> and I like, wrote rambling comments and yelled all over Tumblr about it. Like I just, it just blew me away. And that's like how you know a fic is like your soulmate fic is when it just you can't stop talking about it. Basically. <laughs> so yeah, those are our our um, soulmate fix right there. Um, did we? talk about who wrote yours did you say reality better than fiction yes I did say oh, that I just wanted but to I we said I didn't say why it was my soulmate fic I just remembered oh, well, um <laughs> I like suspense I like you know I like a mystery which is that and I also am a bit of a military buff which I didn't know about myself until recently I guess but the you know that's basically it and it was full of that so yeah for sure yeah yeah you you yeah I kind of thought you always were but I guess I guess well I was always I just didn't realize it. I was gonna say <laughs> I don't think I know anyone who talks about mash as much as you <laughs> I'm literally looking at my season 11 uh dvd right now <laughs> it's up it's up on my my uh nightstand with uh, say hallelujah say goodnight hard copy that's <laughs> that's how much I love it is that a segue into you talking about that <laughs> oh I could <laughs> I, think it's on my list. I was gonna say I think we should do one of you <laughs> so it could, might as well be that one okay say hallelujah say goodnight bye oh I'm so unorganized um, fire. <laughs> a living fire. Um, oh, okay, I'm going to say what I have written down. It's visually beautiful. It's like, and I am, I am a person who will be the first person to say I don't like description that much. And I'm sorry, but I, I often skip it. <laughs> <laughs> because I like I like the human interaction like that's that's a part of a, of any book story fic that I prefer I like the human aspect of it but when this person wrote this fic it spanned thousands of years but you almost felt like you were in some sort of like other realm like they put like a shine on everything that they described and almost made you feel like it was magical, which obviously like it's an angel, obviously and a demon. So it, it is a little bit magical, but, but yeah, like that's, that's the first thing I think of when I think of this fic was how beautiful everything, like she almost made the green seem greener in my mind and the blue seem bluer and the water seem fresher. And I don't know how a person does that. I wish I had that. <laughs> yeah, that, that is. skill. <laughs> but I don't. And the characters are very unique. Um, like, obviously, again, I said it spanned so many, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And there were people or angels that were created at the beginning of time. And there's angels that were created in like the 70s, 1970s. And you could tell how different they were. You know, it wasn't an angel as an angel and a demon as a demon, you know, like 
they had people and otherworldly things that come from all aspects of time and space. And you could tell how different they were by the way she wrote that, which I have to find phenomenal. I think that's absolutely amazing that a person can do that. And, and I love how the story intertwined with the characters. Um, you know, these, these, the people were the focus and they traveled through, you know, all of this, these experiences and the storyline just kind of weaved in around them, almost like a vine, you know, that kind of weaved around, weaves around, you know, a house that's been there for a long time. It all made sense, but it all, when you, if you just talked about it and said, well, this person was like in Greece, you know, in before Christ, but they also, you know, were living in apartment in the 1990s, but it all worked out, you know, <laughs> she made it work through all of it and I have no clue I have no idea how it was a great plot it was great characters and I well I've read it several times and like I said I got I bought the hard copy of it (laughs) and have read that a couple times as well that's like another really epic kind of fic too and it also has a glossary so you're I mean (laughs) it's like (laughs) take my breath you know what I mean like there's a lot of world building going on yes there is and I apparently that's something I enjoy (laughs) (laughs) um okay I'll scroll back up and see what um okay so um the longest fic I have on my list is Unbelievers um by Is That You Larry and to be honest I could have chosen basically anything by Is That You Larry and I, I chose this one because I've read it multiple times, um, but I really love pretty much everything, I think, um, that I've read by her. Um, it's it's a longer fic, though. It's 136,000 words. Um, explicit with, like, a capital E, explicit. <laughs> um, uh, it, like, basically the first line, like, it has an iconic first line that I am not going to read aloud. <laughs> Uh, so it basically starts right off explicit. Um, but it's basically, for me, it's like the classic enemies to lovers fic. And enemies to lovers is something that I really love. Um, especially, I think, when I was first um, reading fics. For some reason, that that really appealed to me. Um, also, a high school fic, which is kind of odd because I don't usually go for that. But this one, I just, I loved everything about it. Um, so Louie and Harry are like these soccer co-captains of the team, and they basically just hate each other. And um, Louie thinks they have nothing in common. Harry's just this rich boy with no problems. and um, But that turns out not to be true. They both have like pretty complicated family lives. Um, but it's, it really it takes place over the course of their senior year of high school um and you see so that it starts off right away with them basically being i I mean you can say friends with benefits but they aren't friends you kind of just see how they soften towards each other um Mm. and how a friendship does grow between them 
And it's very angsty in places. I mean, like I said, with the complicated families and then what ends up happening between them when they're both, you know, trying to get soccer scholarships. Um, But there's also great, these great, like really humorous parts of the story. And that's something she does a lot of, I think, in her fix. Um, There's always a range of emotion going on. Um, And yeah, like the, I, I'll just never forget, like, (laughs) there's this part of where the secondhand embarrassment is just, it was so bad. I read it through my fingers. Like it was a scary movie. Um, Yeah. I remember that. It was just, so funny and um and the tension that's between them like there is like some of the best like sexual tension (laughs) in that fic so um yeah there's just so many things that I really just loved about it and it didn't feel like a really long fic to me even though I don't usually read super long fics but for that one it just didn't even feel like that for me um, no. So, anyway, that's that's that one. Um, I have a couple, at least one other enemies to lovers on this list, but um, that for me is like kind of my ultimate enemies to lovers fic. I think I only read that one once, but I think it's mostly because it was so intense. Yeah. That I never really, like, after I read it the first time, I didn't really want to go back to it because I'm like, oh, that was a lot of feelings <laughs> wrapped up in one fic. But then I just, I guess I never, never thought to go back to it after that. But uh, the uh, text message, do you remember that? Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> that's probably my favorite part of that entire fic. And that's, it's hilarious. That but part it is also so funny. It encompasses their characters so perfectly. Yes. I absolutely love that. Yeah, that I feel like that's a really like iconic part of that fic that like most people know about. <laughs> yeah. Um let's go ahead and do one of yours. Okay. Whichever one you wanna <laughs> do. Uh my next one on my list is Burn to Ash by Bethaboo. 116k I did write that down um it's just like uh the years over the years since we first read this fic like I don't know if we read it together but I'm sure either (laughs) probably (laughs) um all we have to do is say the title of this fic and then it's just a descent into chaos probably for the rest of the day talking about you know anger and frustration I was gonna say it immediately makes me angry (laughs) yeah immediately immediately makes me angry but also when I'm angry I kind of want to read it yeah because it just validates my anger for for life (laughs) um so (laughs) just okay first thing I wrote in my notes makes me angry (laughs) but in a (laughs) but in a way that I crave to feel the anger like, I want to be mad. And the thing I think I like the best about this fic, aside from, like, the content and, you know, it's it's really satisfying at the end. But it was really timed out so well. 
because the the thing that annoys me the most about enemies to lovers, or I guess this would be exes to lovers, technically, in both. this one, is that they, yeah, both, um, is that they just give up on their anger so quickly. <laughs> and like, when I read that you get the very beginning, and somebody does something to really hurt somebody else, and you're like, and then that other person's like, I'm never going to forgive you. And you're, and then I'm like, yes, great. You never forgive that person. <laughs> like, don't, don't ever go back on that. And then they're like, ah, never mind. I guess it's fine. Or somebody's like, oh, you should really be nicer to this person. I'm like, no, you can't be nicer to them. Look what they did to you. So, but this did not, like, <clears throat> not to give too much away, but the Harry character in this is really not coming in favorably in this fic, like in the beginning. But he has to work really hard to, in order to make up for the bad thing that he did. That's true. He's and got I, a really good redemption arc. <clears throat> it's really good and it's really well rounded. Like, I never felt like that he got anything that he didn't deserve. You know, like, I didn't feel like he was forgiven prematurely. For the crime that he committed, which was not an actual crime, it was a crime against person's feelings. <laughs> but, but it wasn't. They weren't like, ah, it was a long time ago. It's fine. Like, no, because he he really hurt these people's feelings, and I like to see, um, you know, people having to take account for that because I know it's only fiction. I know it didn't actually happen, but you know, when you see in stories, especially stories geared towards women, young women and a person does something to hurt them, like, emotionally, and everybody around them says, oh, you know, he was, he was trying his best, or, oh, he was, you know, he didn't mean it, et cetera, et cetera. Like, no, like, you can't just let people off with that stuff. So I really, like, when I'm having a bad day, I will actually go and try to find enough and go to this fic and read it, because, like, it just, you know, it, it's the people aren't saying forgive this person like they actually have to prove that you know they they felt bad and they're trying to work towards being a better person so (laughs) (laughs) that's my rant for today (laughs) so Um, (laughs) yeah no I it's been a long time since I've read burn to ash actually because Mm -hmm. it upsets me too much to keep rereading it Mm-hmm. Um, but like I remember the first time I read it I was just um, like you said there is a really good like uh, Harry redeems himself but like it I was just so angry at him mm. that it felt like it bled over into my life for like days <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so like I, I just have that memory of reading it the first time I think and I so I tend to like not want to feel that way, but yeah. I totally understand like what you're saying. Plus, like access to lovers is basically my favorite trope. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I can definitely. That's definitely one that I, <laughs> I think about and is so good. The writing too is just it's really good. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it's very well written. Timing is, I just, I, yeah, timing on such a high pedestal. And when people do it well, I just, I'm such an awe of, of them. Yeah, no, <laughs> because, for sure. Yeah, you're right. Um, that's really, it's really hard to do. Like, 
I know yeah. that pacing is definitely something that I think about a lot and is hard for me to make sure. I don't, I feel like I never know if it's really working or not. Yeah, exactly. Um, it kind of, you talking about this, kind of the redemption part of it made me think of one of the fix on my list. And um, it's one that you haven't read though. It's called Where the Lights Are Beautiful. Mm. And it's by Polka Dot Lou. Um, that's their Tumblr name. And then their AO3 is Two Ships Drifting. Um, and I recently read like everything else they've ever written <laughs> because I was kind of desperate because they haven't written tons of stuff. Um, but they really recently started, they just this year wrote um, two more parts to this fic. So it's like a series now. Okay. Um, and so I kind of remembered to go and, and look through everything else they'd written, which mm. really good. They're, they're very unique in their writing. Um, but this one is 31,000 words. It's rated mature. Um, and it's an ABO fic. So, um, uh, in the fic, Harry is an alpha, um, he's very wealthy and Louis is an omega and he has a family who's basically struggling to make ends meet. Um, and he unexpectedly goes into heat and ends up accidentally bonding with Harry. Um, and it's basically like once you've bonded with someone in this universe, that's basically it. Like you, it's very hard to break the bond there. So um, that's where you come in, in the fic. Like the fic begins with their bonding has just happened. Um, mm. So you're hit with that immediate aftermath of, of this. And it, it's very unpleasant <laughs> um, because Harry is sure that Louis has done this on purpose and he's very angry. Um, and Louis has not done it on purpose, which the reader knows because um, it's very, you very much as the reader here, it's all in Louis's point of view. And you hear a lot of Louis's thoughts. Like there's a lot there where you're, you basically know everything that Louis is thinking. Um, but he, Harry does not treat Louis very nicely um, in the fic, but um, he is providing a really nice, stable life for Louis's family and so Louis kind of just takes it um but uh he doesn't take it forever you know um mm -hmm. he's he's pretty unhappy um but you do see Harry start to soften to Louis sometimes um and there like you said with Harry like there's a price to be paid for what he's done and he definitely has to <laughs> He definitely, um, you know, has, he definitely has to redeem himself to Louis. Um, and he's created this situation where he didn't trust Louis to begin with. But then by the time he trusts Louis, Louis doesn't trust him back anymore. So, and it, it's really interesting. I, I loved the, the first time I read it, I loved how it ended um, because I tend to like when things end right when like everything works, like, oh, they're together and they're happy. The end. Um, 
but this one I, and I really liked it. I thought it was fine, but then she came back and wrote a sequel. Um, and, and kind of you, you got to see the aftermath of, um, Louis still not trusting Harry completely and how, how they really do like end up having a happier ending. And so the sequel I thought was really good. And then there's even a third part um, where you get to see what happens to Zane and Liam um, because they play a big part in the fic. And so you get to see their story too in the third part, which was kind of cool. You don't really usually get to see that happen in most fics. Like you don't, this is very usual. Um, But um, oh, something else I wanted to say about it, though, is the writing style of the fic is very different. Um, it's very direct. And um, like you said, like before, how you like kind of like the action and the dialogue and the people. And like, that's definitely what this fic is. And that's definitely up my alley, sort of, with fics. Um, but I liked the way, this is going to sound strange, but like the way that she wrote it, is almost this is going to sound crazy but you're going to totally know because this is very me to have noticed something like this but like (laughs) the way she spaced things in the fic like the actual lines of text like she paced she like actually would have like sentences where it's just like one sentence like and it gave this different kind of impact when you're reading it okay yeah yeah and i and even in sometimes she would even like indent in certain places mm-hmm. and it just was really interesting how she did that and it I feel like it really added something to the fic and it's something that I like stole like I I will do that or I, well I'm sure other people do it too but like that's where I got the idea <laughs> to like have a, a line where it's just the one line because mm-hmm. it just makes more of like an impact or whatever in the writing so anyway it's just really that's one of the fics that I have like read I don't even know how many times I've read it a lot of times because <laughs> and oh this is I'm going on too much about this fic but um I have a couple friends who have read this fic and are just as like in love with it and so when these sequels started coming out it was so much fun to like get to experience that with other people and get to like I love when that happens in fan fiction like in the fandom when you can like get together with other people and it's happening in real time um that's just a lot of fun to like experience it with other people too well it's part of the joy of fan fiction you know to be part of a community which I mean a lot of people aren't you know they just do it read it because you know they like to but I don't know if I would want to be in the fan fiction community if I didn't have the community to go with it yeah if that makes any sense it adds reading something. and writing yeah it does yeah <clears throat> it's hard to yell at people that don't understand your well or fan fiction or your um your fandom <laughs> you know you've re- read this something that's really great and you can't be like oh read this or listen to this or hear about this or let's talk about this kind of takes fun out of it (laughs) yeah for sure Mm -hmm. okay okay so the next the next one on my list 
Fondre ton absence by Scrunchy Harry, and it is 41K, and it was written for last year's Big Bang, which almost is unbelievable that that was so long ago, because I feel like that just happened like a couple weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Where did the year go? I'm not sure. But this was an absolutely beautiful fic, again, I'm not a fan of description, but this was very scenic. It gave you, or gave me such a, um, uh, what's that word? Uh, <laughs> when you, oh, such an aesthetic, you know? Yeah. Like the whole thing was just, like you could almost picture it. And I'm very, like, I, <laughs> like this is a theme for me. I can see, like I picture things in my head and, you know, like I make the world in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I could almost read the whole thing almost with a sepia tone over it. Like, that's how, oh, for sure. because it was, it was based in, during the war, World War Two. No, World War One. World War One, I think. World War One, yes. But, you know, like, and again, uh, the writers, you know, I am such a, I'm such a fan of fan fiction writers because, like, as writers, you know how hard it is. And to be a person, and a young person, I think, I don't think that she's very old, um, to write, um, in 2018, she would have written it, uh, something from 100 years before, and stay so true to that timeline, and, and like, the tiniest details up to the major picture, like, just amazes me, um, uh, it just takes, like, you just are taken back to that time, you know, and reading that fic felt no different than reading Anna Green Gables that was written during that time period. You know what I mean? Yep, I do. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but it doesn't, it doesn't beat you over the head with it. Like, they're not to the point where, like, yes, this is definitely in the early 1900s, and we're going to give you 25,000 examples of why you know we want you to know that that that's what it is yeah no it flows really well it's so well and um the story itself was beautiful because it just showed um a lot of ways that people can be broken but a lot of ways that they can heal and even though the ways were different and the ways that they healed were different. It didn't make one more in, um, prominent than the other. It didn't make one more important or more interesting than the other. Um, one person had to heal emotionally. One person had to heal physically. You know, and they had to go on their own journeys um, for very different reasons. Um, but they were allowed, or they allowed themselves to somehow stay connected even if that was just by their fingertips almost you know they they helped themselves get through it with the help of somebody that they cared about and you know that was like a really beautiful message that was wrapped up in a really beautiful fic (laughs) that just gave you such a feeling of comfort and and peace almost even though it was set during such a time of, of war and pain. So that's what I found the most beautiful about that fic. 
Um, I was going to point out that it's an amnesia fic, which is not mm-hmm. the only amnesia fic yes. on your list. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. Um, which, I mean, like, you can't not read an amnesia fic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> there might be, well, technically, I have technically two more amnesia fics on my list. Uh, one is kind of iffy, but again like I there's not an amnesia fic that I don't absolutely adore including yours obviously (laughs) um (laughs) but it's just uh, just like digging into the human mind is just fascinates me which most writers it does I guess (laughs) um yeah no I I really agree I that was one of my favorite fics to come out of this year for sure Oh, yeah. Um, and like you said, like, obviously, I was going to probably love it anyway, just because of the amnesia. But it was, it actually did really, I love historical fix anyway. So that, mm. that one I was, like, super excited to read. And it really was, like, everything I could have dreamed it would be. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, let me. Oh, I I have one on my list that I would consider to be like kind of an epic fic, um, and it's "Love Is a Rebellious Bird" mm-hmm. by One Hundred Percent Sassy and Gloria Andrews. Um, again, these are writers who I could have like. It feels like I could have just chosen any any of their fics to talk about. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I went with this one because it's it's that trope I love of enemies to lovers and um, it was the first alternate universe fic that I read I believe um, when I first started reading fics I thought I had to read canon fix. and then I, yeah. I read this one and it like it was like a game changer like huge light bulb going off there's like this whole world of possibilities now um for both reading and writing really it's probably um I know you said there was a fic that you're going to talk about that's like the fic that most inspired you to try to write something and I would say this this is that fic for me um I think when I was reading canon fics I thought I can't possibly write canon fic like I'll never get all these details right (laughs) and so then I read an AU and I'm like oh I can just like make it up (laughs) (laughs) So, um, also, I think it was, um, it appealed to me because there were such strong emotions um, going on through this fic, and I remember crying over it, (laughs) and thinking, like, wow, I can't believe, like, this fanfic is making me cry this much, Um, (laughs) and anyway, so, in the fic... It takes place um, basically within the London Symphony Orchestra. And Harry is like this new conductor who's like this kind of genius, young guy. And Louis is the concertmaster. And they have a past. They know each other. Um, and they, didn't, they don't really like each other. <laughs> and so there's like a lot of tension that's going on between them. But Harry's basically his boss. You know, Harry's in charge. Um, and Louis really resents him. And um, 
they're both holding on to some of the things that happened in the past when when they knew each other as very young basically kids um and it kind of all explodes at one point like it's it's there's such build there's such a build of the tension um until it finally just like kind of spills over um and i feel like people who've read it like know that moment like in harry's office <laughs> when <laughs> that moment <laughs> yeah i remember yeah and so yeah um for me i i think also it was just kind of the romance of a symphony like i i think there was something that really appealed to me with that too um because there's other fix that i've kind of i've read other symphony fix probably because of this one where it just kind of had an interesting like romantic quality to it for me (laughs) (laughs) um but i remember when i wrote my first fic that I went back to this one to read and I just was like trying to find the parts where I felt like they were really tense because I wanted to try to build that tension in my own characters so Mm. for me that was one of the first times where I was trying to like analyze what the writer had done so that I could try to do it myself Um, in a much lesser way of course I'm not saying that I managed to do that but <laughs> but I was trying it which that's funny because that's that's what you're gonna say about <laughs> a different one <laughs> yeah maybe we should talk yep. about that one <laughs> um okay um the fic that, that I first ever wrote, read like ever in my entire life I did not read fan fiction as a younger person I barely knew it existed Um, The only thing that I had ever had experience with previous to One Direction uh, fan fiction was I was on a different parenting group back in like 2009, 2010, and somebody linked um, the, what would become Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh God, Masters of the Universe. (laughs) When I was a, when it was still fan fiction. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't read it. Um, but like somebody explained, you know, it was based on these characters from Twilight, I think. And that's it. Like that's, that's all I ever knew. Like I didn't realize that it was a thing. I just thought somebody, you know, was crazy enough to write all this stuff. <laughs> you know, like it just, I didn't know. I was sheltered, I guess. Um but then I come into the One Direction fandom and all these people were talking about fan fiction. And I think at first I thought, Ooh, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, I didn't know if I wanted to skew my opinion based on what somebody wrote, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I think it was like a few months into it. I want to say November. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> uh, I, said to a person who had a AO3 account I'm like all right send me your your bookmarks like let me see what I can find and the first one I ever read in my entire life was and then a bit by infinitely mint mint and um I feel like I talked to a lot of people that that was their very first fic which I find interesting Mm -hmm. but 
I read that. I've read it so many times, but I read that thick. It's canon. And thought, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to be able to create something like this. And, like, it, it literally changed my entire life because I, my life has not been the same since. <laughs> <laughs> I started writing fan fiction. Well, it's, it's true. Um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, and I have that fic to... I mean, obviously, I've read many other fan fictions, and I've written many fan fictions, and I like I've developed a lot since then. But that reading that and knowing that I could do that, like anybody could do it, like anybody could write something and put it on this website for people to read, just completely blew my mind. <laughs> and so I will always like hold that that fix so close to my heart. But aside from that, it's really good fic. <laughs> um, it is almost 160,000 words, which blows my mind. <laughs> uh, I think it's come. I think it had a second epilogue written later on. It may. It might have. I can't remember. After, like after we read it, uh-huh. she would written second a second epilogue. I think I could be wrong about that. But anyway, it's it's kind of hard to describe it's like it's canon but post I was gonna say post canon future canon future canon but it also is in the past now I was gonna say I know it's (laughs) written as future canon but now it's not future now (laughs) yeah so I don't know like it's anyway and it is um basically Larry didn't exist in this world up until their management wanting them to get back um, into the swing of uh, uh, promo thought that they'd make up a little story about Larry being real. And so Harry and Louie agreed to pretend that Larry was real in order to get attention for One Direction coming back from a hiatus. And shenanigans ensue (laughs) and they (laughs) you know and as per most Larry fix they end up falling in love and it was just a wild ride from start to finish but it was very tender as well like it was really sexy Mm -hmm. you know there was a lot of very explicit things that weren't just explicit like they were very like sexy like they were very like um uh, what's the word erotic um, it wasn't just reading smut it was you know but there was also some really vulnerable times and you know like characters characters that as a person that is a fan of One Direction and I, as a new fan of One Direction at the time <clears throat> um, feeling like you could almost get inside the mind of of these people and and uh, see them kind of opening up and it just like I said it just blew my mind which I mean as, as an adult I knew that that wasn't real I, like this wasn't what these people were actually thinking but but her characters were really well-rounded and she she did such a good job at at making you feel like you can relate to what they were going through now it's only in one Point of view it's only in Louis's point of view 
So you don't really have as much of a insight into what Harry's thinking, but it was, it was such a journey to see the insecurities and the worry and, but also the love and uh, the family aspect of it. And, and the side, well, I should, I shouldn't say side characters because like the other members of One Direction, <laughs> you know, they were there too. And, and Liam was there too. And Liam was there too. <laughs> and, but yeah, I mean, it's like I said, a well-written fic is perfect, a perfect fic for a person coming into the fandom, okay. I found. Yeah, it was my first fic too, which obviously yeah. Yes. And I always recommend that first. Like, yes, yeah, it's almost, it's like a really gentle, gentle ease in. Uh, <coughs> Sorry. Uh, gentle ease into to you know one direction fan fiction you know it really it was <coughs> oh i'm gonna start coughing just a second <coughs> i was gonna say we're both yeah. off colds but we have tried oh, we have tried to do this podcast i don't even know how many times like a month ago so yes we are just finally like we have <laughs> let's just do it doesn't matter yeah. both coming off colds but yeah Anyway, it was really gentle and, you know, it wasn't too hard on you. And, but you still come out of it feeling something. And I come out of it feeling like I wanted to be able to do that. (laughs) I wanted to be able to do what she was able to do. And I've been trying ever since. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I feel that. Um, I have new respect for this fic because I've been trying to write the first fake relationship that I've ever written and it was a hell of a lot harder than I thought it was going to be and for her to have kept that going for like almost 160,000 words I know I can't even imagine it's hard because you've got you can't let them completely fall in love yet for yeah um so I mean, I mean, you can show one-sided them falling. You know, the the point of view you're watching gets to fall in love, but they don't think yeah. the other one is. And anyway, I don't know how she kept it up that long. It's it amazes me anew now <laughs> that I tried to do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing with that, there is like a really great intense moment that like is burned into my brain like where they meet with the management mm. and I'm like oh I just remember like feeling like my heart was being ripped open and, and I was like oh I love this feeling <laughs> but also yes yes and like I want more of this Please. I want to feel this every day of my life exactly um, but also she had Louis have a cold during that and it would seem so random, but it was such a genius move because his head was so muddled. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, she's I so, like that, but yeah. Genius, genius. <laughs> <laughs> smart, smart, smart. Yeah. Um, okay, I know which one I want to talk about next because you can talk about. This is another. This is one I know you and I have talked about um, in a similar way, and it's "I'll Fly, I'll Fly Away" by Julia Schmidt. 
Mm. And it's a bit, and it's 122,000 words. It's also a friends to lovers thick. Um, but these are child it's, hundred, friends. it's 122,000, but it feels like 20,000. Yes, it really because does. You just, you fly through it. Anyway, yeah. keep going. Um, Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, um, it takes place in this small town um, in the in the Midwest. And um, Harry and Louie grew up together. And um, Harry basically, they grow up and Harry moves to Chicago. Like he, he gets out of there. Um, but Louis stays behind. He's got his family's farm and he, he just feels like this responsibility to this place. And he just, he can't leave. He doesn't want to, he can't leave. And their intention had always been to leave together. Um, but he doesn't stays behind. And then um, Harry, he feels like Harry kind of moved on from their friendship a little bit. You know, he's busy in the city and he has, you know, gets a boyfriend and, um, he's, and Harry's always been kind of out, um, and, and Louis really hasn't. And, um, I think it's six years go by before Harry comes back, um, to their hometown for the summer and like basically everything changes. Um, but the thing that I know you and I have talked about the most is the characters. Yep. I mean, the setting plays like a, a pretty important role in it um, because, but it's the setting that kind of um, instigates the issues that kind of come up with these characters. Um, and we were talking about how, how when characters feel really real, and I think it's because of the characters not being perfect. Um, like these characters have like, Flaw, like flaws and they make mistakes and they have these you know real issues that they have to deal with um like within themselves and like within their friendships and community and um and this is this fix also told louis point of view and um you see these friends become something more than friends um but then louis has to really kind of deal with that um and he he has a false sense of what what harry's life is like i think too he i mean he kind of feels like left behind and it's hard for him to let go of that feeling i think um but i know that that's the thing that i know that i have read this fic over and over for is that characterization like the way um that she wrote these characters and you can tell it's it's fairly personal you know you can tell that these characters have been loved and thought about and probably have some uh real life counterparts (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i just there's i don't even know how to describe it exactly um but, well, I guess, like you said, like, it's a long fic, and it feels so short, because you just feel like you're living your life with them, somehow. Yep. <clears throat> and 
I could be wrong, but didn't she write that as like a advent? Oh, that's a different one. But she oh, has that's a different written. One. Yeah, that's she has written an advent. Okay, yeah, no, that's a different one. But uh, yeah, no, I was just thinking like it just I read it obviously and it just felt like it was it started and then it was over. But like you just get so immersed in it. You feel like yeah. you're just on a journey with them and there's no trying to get to the end like to see what happens you know what I mean yeah like you're right there living living that life and and feeling those feelings and hoping those hopes and yeah (laughs) well you are like you're hoping those hopes with poor Louie who's just got everything wrong he's just does not really get what's going on (laughs) yeah no no but it was beautiful I was going to say you brought up the other, the Advent, but that's like a, something I would say is, you know, for me, that's like her trademark is that the characters are always amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They were. Um. Okay. I'm going to go with The Dead of July. Hmm. Whimsicule. Um... 117,000 words. Now, I had never re- uh, watched <laughs> uh, uh, a Captain America movie when I read this. So I was basically uh, going in blind. <laughs> and I remember, because you had mentioned the first fic that you read that didn't have smut in it, and you were like, I don't know if I want to do this or not. Um, I remember reading this. And then wrecking it to people. And they're like, yeah, but no smut. And I was like, yeah, but you got to read it. Like, <laughs> read it anyway. Um, it's just it's just funny that people like, nope, need to have the smut in it. But um, it was the in, like such intense connection with these two characters that, that drew me in. Like, it was, it was beyond you know, love, and it was beyond caring, it was beyond a brotherhood, it was like one couldn't survive without the other, and it's not even like they realized it, it was just like, if you can't live, then I can't live either, and you know, like, and it went based on the storyline of the movie, Um, except there was more kissing, which I was really (laughs) disappointed when I watched the movie. <laughs> and I'm like, where's the kissing? <laughs> well, because the connection in the movie is just as intense. Yeah. You know? Like, they need, like, they are, like, dedicated to each other to a point where they would actually cause themselves harm in order to protect the other person. Like, literally. Which is the same in this, only, like, I guess they admitted in the fic, which they're kind of like, not admitting it in the movie maybe I don't know but <laughs> but I didn't like I didn't re- I didn't watch the Captain America movies at all and then I read this and then I'm like oh yeah okay that's based on this fic that I they're not based on but this fic that I read is based on this movie I'm gonna re- watch this and I was highly highly disappointed <laughs> I love that. but yeah it just but yeah, no, it was just well written, and again, it was based on the movie, so the uh, it had a great storyline aside from the romantic aspect of it, which I 
as I've come into reading fic, I've kind of looked for that more mm-hmm. than just just the romantic connection, which is nice sometimes, but I, I like a little bit of drama thrown in there as well, which, which is full of that. Um, but yeah, like Louie as Bucky Burns, I'd read <laughs> all day long, any day of the week, no problem. I stand Louie and uh, Sebastian stand for a little while, like a short amount of time after I read that because... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just really good. Um, Bucky Burns, he's a great character. True. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um. Oh yeah, you you do tend to like look for fix that are more than a love story, so that makes sense yeah. that you would be into this one. Um, it's. I think you're right. Like at first, when I first started reading Fix, though, it was definitely just for the love story. Yeah. Um, but now I think I can appreciate ones that aren't just about the love story. Mm. But yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I definitely still read both. But <laughs> <laughs> I think when we first started reading, I mean, I should talk for myself, not both of us, but um, as a Larry Shipper, um, you wanted that to fill that void that you weren't getting with real life, you know, Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, like you're like, clearly they're in love. <laughs> I want I to see the it. happy ending. <laughs> I don't want to wait any longer for this to happen. Yeah. But as you kind of get more comfortable in your Larry shipping, you're like, well, I already know that part's happening. <laughs> what else is going on in their world? <laughs> I guess is if for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, um, the love the love part's nice too though oh yeah for sure <laughs> um <coughs> i was gonna say i've got i i know which one we should talk about next because it's also one that is not just about the love story um and you love this one it's called tied down and it's by ham palpert oh uh, yes um it's rated explicit and um it's a crime fic and louis is a Louis and Harry are well Louis kind of he's the criminal but Harry is his boyfriend so it's an established relationship there um and so he's kind of you know tied to Louis's criminal activity um but one of the most well so Niall's a detective in it Liam's a detective um and then Zane's an undercover officer in the fic um and it's basically like the story of um, like the, the kind of takedown of, of Louis as a criminal, but nothing is, uh, nothing is as it seems. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> and what's one of the thing that's most interesting about it is the way that it's told in um, multiple points of view. Um, it's, uh, Niall, she does not write in Niall's point of view, but it starts with Liam's point of view. Mm. So by chapters, it's divided into chapters, and each t- each chapter you have a different point of view. Um, so it starts with Liam, and then it's like Louis, Harry, Zane's like in the middle, and then you end with like Louis and Harry again. Um, but it's amazing to me that anybody could write it and have that flow the way that it does, because you don't 
you don't lose any of the flow, even though you've just changed the point of view of what's happening. And um, gosh, the, the way that this is plotted, I can't even imagine trying to plot this. <laughs> no, it is genius. And yeah, it's like nothing else I've ever read in the fandom. Everything was so unexpected about it. The, the narrators are not entirely reliable, for sure. And you just don't really know where anyone's true loyalties lie. So you're just, it's like a page turner. You're just like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? Like, how is this going to work out? Um, so it's just so complex. And I cannot, I just, it blows me away. Um, I remember just tearing through it like it was so good. <laughs> yeah. I love mystery. Um, and I, I'm not like not to brag, but I pride <laughs> myself on being able to figure out what's happening before it happens. You know, and I think a lot of mystery writers or readers like to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. I had no clue. Like, I was just as surprised at the end of the fic than I was at the beginning of the fic. And I have no clue how she pulled that off. Like, it all made sense, though. Like, once you got it, it. all fully made sense. Fully. It was, yeah. That was inc- but that's a really incredible fic. It doesn't. Not enough people have read. No. No. And um, we're just so freaking lucky. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, it's, just, it's better than most novels I've ever read, basically. Oh, yeah. It's oh, fully. Incredible. I, I have no idea how someone writes something like that. It's something I could never do. Like, I wish that I could. And try to do that. And I'm no. someone who likes to challenge myself, but I'm not going there. <laughs> no. Um, anyway, so yeah. Um, let's do another one of yours. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to say that, remember I said I had, like, kind of had two amnesia fics? Dead of July, I would half say amnesia, because the Louis character does not remember a lot of his Thinking life. about how that was amnesia. <laughs> but fully, fully amnesia fic, No One Does It Better, by No Dibs, mm, yeah. 50K. The first time they meet isn't the first time they met. Every time I read that line, and I mean, it's been years since I've read this the first time, I like get a little sick to my stomach. (laughs) And yet I continue to read it as many times as I can get away with. Um, The general premise of the fic is that uh, Louis... um, was in a car accident, I believe, and got amnesia. And through a series of really bad decisions <laughs> on the parts of people that were caring for him, he kind of went back into an old life and kind of left behind some things that maybe he shouldn't have, which resulted in 
alcoholic Harry uh, coming into his favorite bar one day and seeing his boyfriend behind the bar with no clue who he is and having to deal with the consequences of that. Uh, like there is not a page or word paragraph in this fic that's not painful. <laughs> um, uh, let's see, what did I write about it? Uh, the characters fighting to survive in a world where everything is against them. And that is basically the entire story is just them clawing their way through things being piled on them. And I want to say that it's not one of those fix where anything that could go wrong does, but it kind of is, (laughs) but it still feels, uh, it feels like I was, like every time I read it, I feel like I've been taken apart brutally, violently, and they just kind of slap back together again, <laughs> willy nilly. <laughs> um, and in <laughs> the part that I most remember about this fic, and not the fic itself, but because like I've read it quite a few times, um, but when I convinced you to read it, <laughs> and you got to the end. <laughs> And you were like, you told me it was going to have a good ending. And I was like, well, kind of did. And you were like, what part of that was good? <laughs> because it's bad. It hurts. It hurts all the way to the end. You know, there's, I mean, because obviously, I mean, and I've seen this a lot for all amnesia fix. Things aren't realistic, you know. Right. People take creative license, and this is this is one of those things. Like, um, there's not going to be a doctor in this world that is going to tell a person with amnesia that they should stay away from things that they don't remember. <coughs> Which is essentially how Louis Harry lost Louis in this thing. The doctor said, "Oh no, he doesn't remember Harry, so you better keep him away." Like that's not going to happen in real life. Um, but there are really realistic aspects, which is uh, alcoholism is one of them. Yeah. And um, emotional trauma, PTSD. Like those are very real aspects in this fic that, that are addressed. And you just feel like it's almost, it's not a comfort, but it's, it's almost therapeutic to watch them, them fight for that you know like to get through all of those bad things in order to get to a place where they feel like that they should be like they deserve to be because I think like that was my biggest draw to it like besides the pain because you know you love to hurt yeah (laughs) besides the hurt part that you know you just like makes you know you want to feel things some days um it just feels it's it's good to to read them not giving up no matter what and you have to be a person that appreciates that to read this (laughs) because it just like it's it's rough right up until the end and it's not and it's not all like happy endings you know like they end up getting (coughs) what they want but it's still not you know it's not shiny and new yeah it's patched together and you I can, can see the scars yeah. still. 
I was going to say, I think I appreciate it more now than I did when I first read it. (laughs) (laughs) When I was used to a shiny, happy ending. And And it's not like, it's not like an unhappy ending. No, it's not. (laughs) It's just, it's not, it's not a shiny. Right. Oh, you know, which one we should talk about is that also does not have that kind of ending is one of yours. Um, uh, we should talk about Emperor's New Clothes. Oh, yes. Emperor's New Clothes by Sunset Mog. 92,000 words. <laughs> Her first intention when she read wrote this was she was going to write a little bit every day. Was that not right? I don't, well, she already had a bunch of it written when she started publishing. When I, when we first started reading it, she did, but she, like, that was the intention. Every day you were going to get an update. Right. <laughs> and she is the only person, and I don't even know why, because she is so untrustworthy. <laughs> Not in a bad way, in a loving way. In a loving way. But she, she'll go years without updating something. Yeah. Um. But I'll still read anything that she writes, whether it's like a 10 word or a 5,000 word, I'm going to read it as soon as it gets put up. So that's my own problem. Um, <laughs> but she had first intended to write a little bit every day. But, you know, real life gets in the way. Like, that's not realistic anyway. But it did take her quite a while to actually finish this. I want to say about a, <coughs> maybe like a year after she first started posting. Yeah something like that something like that yeah um which it was worth it i'm not saying it's not it wasn't but (laughs) it took a while but this fic is uh a shining example of a show don't tell oh yeah there is not a sentence in here that is explaining louis feelings or harry's feelings or the cat's feelings. <laughs> um, but you see it as plain as day in the way that they move, in the way that they react to things, and the way that they act. And um, <clears throat> she can make you feel things before you even know you're feeling them. Like, before you even know what's happening, you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> um, and then you're just, like, immersed in a pool of, of sadness. And um, you think that you're reading about a sweet, fluffy cat. And then you realize you're witnessing how one bad encounter spiraled this fragile creature's entire universe. You know? Yeah. Like, you think... Like, oh, sweet, he loves this cat so much. Like, no, he has, he needs this cat because it's the only thing he has left. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, you don't realize that until until you're deep, too deep into it. <laughs> yeah, but this is, like, his threat <laughs> of sanity. Like, this is how he's yes. holding on to his life right now. Yeah, but it's, it's in the version of a cat mm-hmm. that, you know, has cat antics. And, <laughs> um... You know, and and you just don't know until, and like it starts out where he's in this crappy job in this crappy apartment, and then you realize why he's in a crappy job and in a crappy apartment, and and then you realize why he can't get out of the crappy job and crappy apartment, and he just 
because like it's it's like he's in a bad situation and then you're like oh well that's how he got into this bad situation which was like an experience that he had you know that was a bad experience (laughs) but then you realize he can't get out of the bad experience because of the mental health issues that he's suffering and it's just like a layer on a layer on a layer on a layer and I'm thinking of a line in my head and I don't know if I want to say it because it's kind of towards the end and I don't want to spoil it but you probably know which one I'm thinking about when they're in the grocery store okay let's just say if you don't want the spoiler just like fast forward like (laughs) (laughs) okay and it's okay so it's Jay telling him you you deserve to be warm and <laughs> he doesn't like he didn't think you know that his self-worth was enough to deserve to have heat in his own apartment like oh gosh I know I'm like I'm kind of like choked up just like yes yes like that that line in that one fan fiction will haunt me for the rest of my life the whole yeah I mean there's so many parts of that fic that still there is um yeah like you said, reading it. So there's something to be said for the people, the poor people like us who read this fic over the course of a year. Yes. <laughs> because it was like, like you had to keep waiting for like an update and each update was more painful than the last update. Yeah. You just left in this pit of despair for so yes. long. But there was no waiting until after supper was cooked. I've ruined so many suppers while reading this fic. Because yeah. she would post, because she lives in England, the minute I turned on my oven, <laughs> she posted. And I had burned so many things. Because I would be standing there with my phone in one hand and like a spatula in the other hand, <laughs> trying not to burn something on the stove yeah. while I was like, in like absolute shatters over these like 5,000 words that she had written or you'd be lucky for 5,000 sometimes there's only 2,000 but you still had to read it (laughs) that was again a fic where there were quite a few people that were all reading it you know at the same time it felt like a moment or whatever yeah yeah um uh Oh, something it kind of in relation to what you said, that that line you said, the way that she described his apartment and the, mm-hmm. the way that she described the cold, like I think about it every winter. <laughs> yeah. Every time I feel that like cold to your bones kind of cold, it reminds yeah. me of this fic. And like, I, I can't, I'll never get the image of that apartment that is made up in my head, but that she mm-hmm. described. Like, it is burned into my brain. Like, I'll yeah. never forget. It's dark, and it's bare, and it's cold. Yes. Oh, my God. It, <laughs> it's horrible. It, it is. It's horrible, but... And then... God. Yeah. I mean... And he's an unreliable narrator, because he made it seem not as bad. Right. You didn't see how bad it was until Harry come into the story and until his mom until his mom come into the story. Like no, Harry coming in Harry coming in was like, uh, you know, like, ooh, this isn't great. But then like the mother coming in 
and she's just like it just breaks your heart just breaks your heart thinking about it right like you think you think you know you're in pain already and then Mm. like no this is the real pain coming yep yep you had no idea (laughs) Um, but I honestly can't imagine now because I didn't have the experience of reading it all in one go um that that would be like just almost a different experience kind of I think we were better off (laughs) yeah reading it a little bit at a time a little bit at a time yeah but yeah I don't know it would be different though it's kind of funny how I bet that that kind of affects what you would think of in the story a little bit yeah um oh you know what else I've I've talked about with this fic is um I'm not sure there's a fic that even explains forgiveness and second chances the way this one does. No. Um, yeah. And it's it is not an easy second chance that is given. <laughs> no. Like I I remember telling the writer about this where I just said like I'm someone who has a really hard time with forgiveness, which actually you mentioned that earlier too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, where I would just hold on to it. I don't know that I could l- ever let it go. And um, and the Louis character is very much like that. Yeah. Um, so for him to actually go through with the second chance, like feels like a victory for himself. Um, like giving himself a second chance too. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't just one or the other either. Like it wasn't like no, I don't want to give him a second chance. It was he wanted him so bad. But he knew that he couldn't completely let go. Yeah. Because it was so back and forth. You know, because like when Harry wasn't physically there with him, it was so quickly between I wish he'd call and I don't want him to call and I wish he'd say this, but I don't want him to say this. You know, so like you could see that struggle that he had in himself where he wanted things to be okay, but he just knew they weren't okay. Yeah. Um, gosh I was just thinking too about how he's like basically barely holding himself together really bad and then it like that moment where everything where he thinks nothing can get worse and then Harry gets outed publicly and it's like a huge disaster and it's like dear god you didn't think it could get worse and it's like so much worse so much worse. So much worse. Oh, man. Well, we could probably keep talking about that one all day. So we probably... <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go back to one that's one of the first fix. Because um, we were talking about that experience of, like, reading a work in progress. And there, there isn't that same feeling as much anymore, I'd say, in the fandom. Like, where there are no. big work in progress that people like follow along with like that kind of went by the wayside um so but I have some like fond memories of of doing that of reading um works in progress and it felt like a cool fandom moment um yeah but this one was like fairly early on when I was when actually both of us were both starting to read and it's called both showing hearts and it's by I can has a Lou um that's her Tumblr name and then uh, Kiwi Caro on AO3. 
And it's a longer fic, explicit, 113,000 words. Um, and it's a uni fic. And um, it's in the fic, Louis is, um, he's not just out like at, at college or at university. He like leads this um, group that talks about sexuality um, to other students. And he's really proud of it because he knows how much he's helping people with it. And Harry comes to one of these uh, meetings not really a meeting it's more like a seminar kind of and harry comes to it and um has a lot of questions and um is questioning his own sexuality and they kind of it, fall into each other pretty quickly um but harry's got so many issues to deal with um and figuring things out for himself and um and louis does try to not let let any of it happen like he kind of tries to keep from falling for harry and and let harry just you know um be single for a while but he can't help it because harry is like really insistent about you know wanting to be with him um and uh, this is a fic where it really feels like how how did she make this how is this fic one hundred thirteen thousand words i have no idea did not <laughs> feel that way at all there's so much that happens though um it takes the place o over the course of months um i guess and then there's the side um storyline of zane and liam too which is, i always say is one of my favorite zane and liam side um side plots because i feel like if you say like liam works in a printing center and Zane needs a lot of printing done. Like, you know what fic I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like it's, yeah. that's like such a hilarious part of it. Like Zane is always at the printing center <laughs> printing a million things for Louie and Louie's like, I don't need more. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, I remember reading this as a work in progress and it was something I like desperately looked forward to. And this was one I remember that like updated weekly, I think. Like, so you, it was like this consistent weekly, you know, little gift that you got each week. Um, but the story is really like well thought out and it comes full circle. And um, you see, ha you see these like really heavy issues that um, Harry has to deal with. Um, but Obviously, it's a love story and, and work out between them. But um, I think for me, it's like, I guess for me, this is like the unifix for me. Like this, when I think of unifix, this is the one that I think of. Um, so, yeah. I don't have a whole lot of memories of that fic. <laughs> I hate to say it. Well, because I, like I said, I know we read it when it was a work in progress. So, yeah, that was a while ago. Um, it was a while ago. There, it's like, there are really heavy issues. Like, like, I don't know if you remember this. There's like, a, it happens off screen, but there's like violence that happens like off screen and it's like devastating. And um, 
I don't know. It's really, I guess, you know what? I bet mine, my picks have a lot to do with characterization. <laughs> yeah. And these are really interesting characters for sure. Yeah. Um, because even though Louis has his shit figured out, he still makes mistakes, like really a pretty big, terrible mistake. Yeah. And um, in the fic. And so there's repercussions for that too, that kind of, anyway. So yeah, I, I would say that's probably a common theme throughout the ones that I talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's see, what other ones do we have for you? I have two more. Um, the next one I'll do is Pull Me Under, Zara 5. Now, like, I think you could just, like, go on to Zara 5's AO3, which you have to have a, an account for, by the way, um, and just, like, pick one randomly, and that'd be, like... <laughs> I feel like we did pick this one randomly. <laughs> well, is between been... Pull Me Under and Wear It Like a Crown. Yeah. Those are my top two um and they're very very different fix but they're both like really well written uh pull me under um it is 140k it's a long one uh and it is fake relationship and louis is a famous footballer and Harry wears a white shirt (laughs) (laughs) I just that um uh they go to they go out to dinner like to be seen and Harry's wearing the white button down Mm -hmm. that just kills me every time (laughs) I try to sneak that white shirt into my into like every fic that I write I'm pretty sure but anyway but the thing I like the most about this fic is I love the way that Louis is written in it. He's like, he's confident, but at the same time, cautious, almost. Mm-hmm. And he's gentle. And like his strength and perseverance and his and his demeanor are just like, I feel like my ideal version of Louis is, is this character. <laughs> and I don't know if he's like that in real life, but I like to think that he is. <laughs> so that's like my favorite, like that's what I like the best about Pull Me Under. And I mean, I mean, I love Louis and I love the way that he's, that he's written in this one. And I love Wear it Like a Crown because of Harry, I think, is like, they're like, they're like matching because I love Harry's character and wear it like a yeah. crown for basically the same reasons. You know, he's confident, but he's really, he's really like, he's aware of his surroundings and, but he doesn't let that get him down, you mm-hmm. know? And so those are my two favorite zero fix. Pull me under, like, I love football fix. And that's like the ultimate football fic for me. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's. There's another one that I can't think of off the top of my head, the name of it, but um, it's Harry is 15 minutes late to work when Louis oh. comes out or something. 
Yeah. Is how it starts. Shoot. I love that one too. Yes. But I, and I mean, they're not the same fic, obviously. Like they're two totally different, but I kind of put them in the same category because I just really like football, Louie. I have a thing for football, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I have a thing for real life football. <laughs> yeah, as well. Uh, yeah, so thick, thick version. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Um, I really like uh, Rainbow Ninjas football, Louie too, but that's not the one you're thinking of. I'm, it's gonna bug me. I'm gonna have to look it up after this. Um, I have it. Oh no! Oh shoot! I've got it in my um, cause uh, it's it's in Podfic form, and I listen oh. to it every once in a while. Sing while you're winning. Oh, oh, that sounds familiar. That sounds right. I think that I think that's what it is. Sing while you're winning. I want to say. I can't remember who it's by though. I know that either. Yeah. Trying to look it up. (laughs) (laughs) But if anyone's looking for Ficrex, I mean, Zara Five has not been in the fandom for ages. Um. So I imagine a lot of people have already gone through her stuff. But if you haven't, definitely an, uh, uh, an account to stick to. <laughs> it's Hasma Center, isn't it? Yes. That's yes. What it is. That's Which what I, it is. I can't believe we don't have a Hasma Center like pick on our list. Well, we can only do 10. You told me no. only 10. <laughs> it, was, it was really hard for us to pick. We talked for many hours about which fix we were going to talk about it was really yeah yep. um, i regret not putting has <laughs> <laughs> well she got a shout out yes so. um <laughs> let's see oh i have another page turner on here um and this is well sort of more recent it's the second hand on wines uh, by kings of everything <laughs> uh 51 000 words explicit um so another summer exchange fic that i know i read when it was still anonymous but um this is a time travel fic mm-hmm. um, where louis is a member of this top secret like nasa program um that involves time travel and things go wrong when he tries to time travel and he ends up further back in time than he was supposed to go um, because they were just testing it kind of he was not supposed to go back in time very far and instead he's thrown back years and um, so he has to he he decides that the only way the only person he can really go to is his ex-boyfriend Harry Um, and so that's where he ends up and it's harsh because this is an access to lovers fic. And, and in back in time, when he's back in time, Harry has just gone through is the breakup has just happened for Harry, but for Louie, the breakup happened, you know, five years ago and they have not broken basically. Um, and it was a horrible breakup for Louie. Um, and, and Harry doesn't really know what it was like because, for him, it just happened, you know, yesterday. <laughs> um, but again, this is my probably my favorite trope. So that immediate angst that you get with exes to lovers fix is definitely here in this one. 
Um, and the time travel is written in this way that it feels like real. Like you feel like she invented time travel, like reading this book. Like the science part of it is so believable for someone. <laughs> um, and I think part of it is because the writer is like a math major. Like she, she knows math, you know. And that's how I knew who it was. Like I remember reading it. It was anonymous, and there was so much math that I, like, messaged her and was like, I know this is you. (laughs) (laughs) But that time travel element kind of really made that exes to lovers aspect even more heartbreaking. So I I guess that's probably why I liked it. I'm starting to wonder if maybe Lauren was just getting fancy with uh, with the amnesia trope and did time travel instead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Because Harry didn't don't, doesn't remember the five years that went by. <laughs> That's true. That's really true. <laughs> um, and there's like so. You know Zane in the beginning of the fic and Niall before, you know, he travels back in time. But then there's like this really interesting part about the time travel and how he's going to figure out how to get back um, to his real life. Um, And it's amazing because the way that she wrote it from Louis' point of view, you are finding everything out at the same time Louis is. So you really, I think that's what makes it such a page turner because you're discovering things along with Louie, like trying to help, you know, figure out how he's going to get back. And like, oh my God, that's another one that I was like tore through. Like I could not put it down, Mm -hmm. could not live my life. Like had to just like keep reading while I tried to do other things, like with my phone in front of my face, (laughs) trying to do, live my life and couldn't. Um, but yeah. yeah, I feel like I, re- I read that in like 10 minutes. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't put it down. Like it was, no, I didn't put it down. Like there was no. no putting that one down. Me neither. That was crazy good. Um, I think I have another one before we do. Are you yeah. your last one? I have one left. Okay. So I'm going to do, cause I have two left. Yep. So um, one that I want to talk about um, is The Haunting of Louis Tomlinson by Hello, I'm Here. <laughs> and you, you tried to get me to read this and I just, I still won't. <laughs> you, you are, you've got, you, you have to read this. It is, it is unbelievable. <laughs> Rated teen and up. Um, it's 31,000 words. So it's not super long. Um, I'm definitely a person who likes that length, like around 30 K words is like ideal length thick for me to read like that. That's just like my preference. Um, and this obviously has something to do with, with, uh, you know, magic and ghosts and supernatural, which is funny cause I'm not even a huge reader of supernatural fix at all. But, um, so in this fic, Louis inherits this house and it's haunted and he has to live in it for six months before the house will become his and he's just gone through this breakup and he decides he's just going to do it and he you know moves into this house 
and he knows people have already told him it's haunted but he's like whatever and um right away things start happening um, because the ghost is pretty damn active (laughs) um and so he's creating all this havoc this ghost is um and louis eventually is able to kind of um well, it's funny because the ghost already has personality, even though you're not hearing him say anything. Like, you just keep seeing him do things. Um, and Louis, while he's kind of scared, he it's more like he's interested than scared sometimes. Um, and um, he's... Like, I want to say, like, three-fourths of the thick Harry is a ghost that can't speak. And yet, he has such a personality. Like, it does not feel like he's not speaking, because he's interacting with Louis the entire time. And I don't even know how you would... I don't understand how someone could write that. It is the <laughs> it's, it's really amazing that, that this vibrant personality could come through without ever saying a word is amazing <laughs> um and it's uh, like i said before with how i love characterization and fic like if there are great characters i'm like all in and this one is like that like i love every character in this fic with the exception of there's kind of like a villain obviously i don't love him but um there are these older ladies that live in the village that louis becomes friends with and like plays cards with and, like, Zane comes to see him, and Zane gets involved with, like, the magic that's happening. And, um, and you know, there's, like, this mystery surrounding Harry that Louis has to solve in order to help him. And, um, you know, and he's obviously kind of, he's, he's able to, like, know what's happening at some point because um, Harry starts coming to him in his dreams. And so... You, he start, then that's when you start to see like a relationship begin to sort of develop um, it is amazing I remember like they're they're talking about like this life force that happens and, and I remember reading this fic when I was kind of feeling down and I remember messaging the writer and saying like you have restored my life force by writing (laughs) like that's how it felt like it it was so good and like strangely uplifting and funny and quirky and it really felt like healing for me (laughs) um yeah and so it was like very humorous but with a fun mystery too I don't know it was like nothing else it wasn't like any any ghost fic for sure it it definitely had its own like special twist to it um that I loved and um yeah like I said restores your life force like, what, <laughs> that's a lot even like that you can say a fic restores your life force is pretty amazing I think so, um <sighs> I'm gonna have to read it now I know <laughs> 30,000 words you could read that so fast oh yeah 
Yeah, probably. It takes me forever to read something, but you zoom. <laughs> um. Okay, so I think we're left with our own picks. <laughs> yep. Do <clears throat> you want me to go first? I don't care. Either way. Okay. Okay, so you do not agree with me on this, <laughs> but uh, you have, I'm looking at your AO3 right now, 72 works, not all Larry, obviously, um, not all One Direction either, but of your 72 works, if I had to pick a favorite, and I've read almost all of them, um, it's always going to be the first one. <laughs> Uh, just hear this and then I'll go by all was well 16 44k and you don't like it because it was your first and it makes you cringe or whatever but the reason why I love it the most is because uh, just well most well not mostly but firstly is just the memories of you writing it was like really special to me um and like I read I watched Pride and Prejudice (laughs) (laughs) for this fic and it's just like is maybe it's not technically your best writing I don't I don't know I wouldn't agree with that because I feel like even the early ones, like it's just, they're just, they're pure, you know, it's just what you loved and you loved Pride and Prejudice and you loved like Jane Austen and you wrote, I mean, you loved Larry in One Direction and, you know, like you just, I feel like you did such a good job uh, creating this world that was both uh, uh you know like uh, based on and inspired by this very very old story but you made it modern but I also could read it and as a fresh watcher of the movie I'd never read the book I could point out or pick out all of the characters and I could pick out the storyline I could be like oh well you know this happened here um, and you turned it into something completely different but at the same time the exact same and I just like I I have very very fond memories of the fic and of you writing it and like I said like you have written some really really excellent fics and I'm not saying that just because you're my best friend and I've like <laughs> read all your fics and I could probably name like uh, consequences like that you just that you just wrote was absolutely amazing but it's always going to be the first one. So that's, that's my last one. (laughs) I was going to say, I guess we didn't really talk about like that. We've been writing together from the beginning too. Yeah. Um, Like obviously we came to the fandom together and, and started reading fix together, but, and you started writing before I did, but I was like your beta. And yeah, so, so much of what that fic is feels like intertwined with you in my head. Because mm-hmm. um, I never would have written it if you hadn't encouraged me so much yeah. to do it. 
Um, and I didn't even want to publish it at first <laughs> because I was like so afraid to do it and I couldn't have like even published it if you hadn't thought it was any good. So, uh, yeah, because I told you just write it and you don't have to publish it. And then once yeah, you got to the was, end, I was like, just was publish like, it. See me, what happens. That's how you got me to write it. You don't have to I said, it. no one's going to read it anyway. <laughs> because like nobody knew who we were we just were and definitely no one knew who I was well what was it you said like the goal was to get 100 kudos on a fic yes that was our initial goal (laughs) yeah that was and I mean that was like a pretty high goal because (laughs) you will look at you can go on AO3 and find a lot of fics that don't have that and I think we were trying to be realistic with ourselves yeah, and be like, we'll be one of those people that nobody knows who we are, but we'll just write because it's fun. Mm-hmm. And here you are today with the, your lovely animal fic with oh, 2,000 kudos. <laughs> your monitor lizard. I noticed that that's not the one you picked. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, I didn't. I mean, I love, I love the title of that fic. If I, if I was picking favorite titles of fics. Oh, that's my favorite title for sure. That would definitely be it. Anyway, don't talk bad about the monitor lizard or the (laughs) or we'll, people will at us. Cancelled. Every time, every time I say anything that like sounds slightly negative, it like asks. Uh, I'm like, listen, I'm the one who wrote it. I can. I like the Monitor Lizard thick. I'm not, I don't, I don't read a, ABO. It's just, you know, a personal preference. Um, but I like the fig. I just, you have, you have some other figs that are so good. <laughs> like, read, read the other one. Anyway, people like what they um, like. So I guess that's. Um. Okay, so let's. The last fic that we're going to talk about today is by Taggy CB, mm-hmm. and I like. A, I have a very similar reason for choosing it. I would say um, <laughs> that it feels like um, the one that we just talked about the most as it was written, which I think you can probably say for my first fic. I was like afraid to write a sentence without you approving it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we're still a little bit like that. <laughs> we're still yeah. That. But, um, anyway, so the fic that I chose of yours is that's what I'm here for. Mm. And um, it's, it was written for Big Bang this year. And it's explicit in 46,000 words. It's a farm takes place on a farm in Canada, small town in Canada. Um, Louie is an older Louie um, with adult children. And, um, and, and Harry's fairly young. He's not super young, but he's, you know, this, the same age as Louie's children, basically. Um, and he, his wife has just left him. And it's, you know, his wife of like 30 years, like the mother of his children, he doesn't feel anything. And 
he kind of knows that's not the right thing. <laughs> yeah. But he's just willing to like keep going. Um, but obviously he ends up needing help on his farm and his children find uh, this guy they know that think they think could come help help out on the farm and it's Harry. And um, kind of the appearance of Harry um, really changes Louis's life in so many ways. Um, okay, sorry. Our... Oh, we talked for two hours, so it... <laughs> <laughs> um, we're so close to being done, too. Um, so back to um, that's what I'm here for. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember where I kind of left off, but oh, so his so um, Louis' children find Harry, um, and and ha- recommend him to their dad to work on the farm, and um, I think what's interesting about um, Harry kind of changing everything is just how well he fits in Louis' life and on the farm. Louis's been doing things like on his own for so long. And then Harry appears and he just fits with the farm. And and Harry is going through this time where he's trying to find like where he belongs in the world. And I think Harry feels like he's found it there. Um, and that's pretty hard for Louis to accept at first. Like he doesn't feel like that's possible, I think. Um, there is so many emotional layers to this fic, though, because Louis is dealing with the loss of his parents still and almost doesn't know it until he's forced to sort of feel things again um, because Harry's, like, come into his life and... Um, I wouldn't even, I'm not, I don't even want to call it a sexuality crisis because it's almost like Louis, um, when he falls for Harry, he kind of just, he hadn't known that part of himself, but it doesn't feel like wrong either. Um, and he's demisexual in the fic, which is. I, I, it's like an important part of the fic um, I think but he didn't know it, that that's what he was until he falls in love with Harry um, and it's funny because I think it's important to the fic and yet it doesn't like um, override the story though because this is just really Louis' story and this is just like one part of him even though it's an important part um, and like I was saying earlier with loving characters and, um, how sometimes I think the writers, you can tell when something's personal, like I think is obvious that this one was, was very personal. Um, and, um, gosh, it's such a beautifully told story and it's so soft um, and there's been such care in how it was written. It's just, 
feels so incredibly special to me. And I'm not even going to pretend I'm not too close to the thick to be <laughs> like objective, but it just, um, <clears throat> as, as the beta for the thick, I, well, I was not the only beta. So me and my own spark who were baiting the thick, <clears throat> we had a group chat. And so we would talk about, about the thick as it was being written. She would just put in, um, you know, what she had done and, it was like constantly being blown away um, and seeing it be brought to life that that experience um, was just like no other. So that was amazing for me um, to just experience that, I think. Um, but yeah, like the, the family dynamics in the thick, it's just so emotional and I think I've said that a lot about the fix that I love. Like, that's something that I'm always, like, looking for. Those, like, um, real, those real characters. And when you can feel their emotions in the fic. Um, and I know this won't... <laughs> when we, at the very beginning, when we're talking about our soulmate fix, like, being felt like something was written for you like I feel like this fic actually like was written for me in a way um, because it's it's so much of what I love in fix and you like hold your story um in a way that is like the ideal fic for me and it's funny because at the same time I was writing my big bang fic and I was doing the exact same thing where I was like telling this very personal like her, and, and it was the setting, I think, too, that was so personal. Like, I said it in my hometown and, um, like, just put a lot of myself into it. But, like, the entire premise and plot, like, it was being written for you, <laughs> you know? Oh. So I just thought that was kind of, like, interesting for I, we were both, like, writing the, like, what we think of as ideal fix for the other at the same time <laughs> yeah and we didn't realize that until our fix were almost done <laughs> because we're super smart like that because <laughs> uh, yes my fic was set in my hometown um the grocery store where Nile runs is an actual grocery store the farm that it was set in is an actual farm in my town um but the the personal part was uh, my grandfather had passed away uh, early September. And while I thought that I was doing great dealing with that, <laughs> um, I literally looked out the window one day and the leaves were turning red on the trees across the road from my house. And I didn't feel happy about it. Like, you know, it's usually like, because where I live, I live East Coast in Canada, you know, maple leaves, maple trees everywhere, beautiful red colors. And it's like a beautiful, beautiful thing to see. And I saw them and I thought, you know, here we go. Another season, you know, is going, you know. And that's like the first line that I wrote in this fic. And I didn't realize that it was about mourning 
and sadness until I got to that part that was close to the end. And then it all made sense to me after that. I thought, oh, this is what I'm writing about. You know, this is, I use this thick to work through the issues that I was having dealing with, you know, somebody that I was close to dying. And I think that kind of is pretty clear (laughs) in the writing because it's like, it's a little melancholy, but there's always hope at the end. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to write anything like that again. (laughs) I think I might have peaked. (laughs) It's yeah, I, I just, it has my heart. Like I just love everything about that fic. Yeah. Um, It's definitely my favorite of yours. Um, But yeah, I, I can see it was, it took an emotional toll too, even though you were like working through something. Yeah. So it just, yeah, it was, it was beautiful and like, you're worth it, but also like, probably don't want to revisit those feelings <laughs> for a while. Um, when September came this year, I was like, but where's my, you know, where's my like fic that should magically appear in my head when I look at the window and see the maple leaves? <laughs> it didn't come. It didn't show up for some reason. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a journey. It was an emotional journey. I'm glad I did it. Yeah, I'm glad that you guys were there with me. It was fun. It was, it was like the best writing experience. I mean, not for yeah. that was all right. But... <laughs> um, but I think that's similar to the reason I like your first fic. It was the experience that we both went through to get it to the end. <laughs> Is because because you know, like we wrote, we've written. I mean. I know you have written some really, really well-written things and I, you have more to come. Um, and so it's hard to just say, okay, this is the one, this is the best one. But, but knowing behind the scenes, I guess, is what I, what I had to go by for that. <laughs> yeah, I went by that too. But I think we probably... Long enough. <laughs> I know it's, it's actually getting dark out here where I live. So <laughs> thank you for listening today. I had so much fun doing this with Lacey. So um, I hope you guys all enjoyed it.